morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. It is 7.36 this Wednesday Why the heavy morning. sigh? That's sort of like because oh, because I was seven. trying I was trying to stall until I figured out what day it was. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> hey, right? Thanks for unveiling my radio magic. You're Darryl. welcome. Hey, let's pull uh, the curtain back so all people can understand what goes on in here. I'm not depressed. I'm well. I'm not overly tired. I just was trying to figure out with you know with the day that we had off yeah, what oh, yeah. day it actually is today. Oh, so it well, is Wednesday. I'm tired and, and a little punchy too because I didn't get Darren's joke, his ice fishing joke. Right? We made fun of Darren and his oh, ice fishing joke. I know joke. it. So. Was it he clarified, any ice fisherman knows you, if you drive on the ice, your insurance doesn't apply. So that's why he said, if I hit wildlife, am I covered? Well, yeah, what'd you hit? A walleye, because you went through the ice, hit a walleye on the way down. So that makes some sense to me now. I understand. But I if get you have it, to go it. into that much explanation for a If you're an a ice joke, fisher person, I think... You need to rethink the joke. It's make a it more genre. It's he, a specific audience. Yeah, but he was trying to redeem himself with better jokes. <laughs> the CEO of Ikea just was elected Prime Minister of Sweden. The first thing he's going to do is assemble his cabinet. <laughs> that one made me laugh because I know politics is so that one was good. That Thanks, Darren. Good. Yeah, made well me laugh. Uh, I don't know if uh, Jeff Musson is laughing on the other end of the line because we have him on uh, to talk about a really big uh, award that they got and uh, the light that it's now shining on their organization. So Jeff is, uh, is with uh, Coding for Veterans, the executive director. Now, what's Coding for Veterans? Maybe he had no idea before. But then you find out they put a float in the Rose Parade in Pasadena, California, New Year's Day. This is a massive tradition. Yeah, there's some pretty massive floats there. It's a huge and parade. Like, everything is covered with flowers, right? Is, is there like a, a flower limit? You, like a minimum? <laughs> I don't know. We can find out. Uh, but his organization and this Canadian float won the international category. So that's pretty cool. And like you said, shines a light on their organization and perhaps on the judging uh, criteria for the parade. Jeff, good morning. How are you doing? Morning, how are you guys doing? We're, we're a little punchy, but we're otherwise pretty good. Congratulations. Uh, awesome. Congratulations, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, uh, so our program, Coding for Veterans, launched in Canada, and we help uh, military veterans retrain for jobs in software development and cybersecurity. The program's delivered 100% online through the University of Ottawa in funding for tuition uh, in most instances is provided through Veterans Affairs Canada. And, and we actually had a number of American veterans reach out to apply to our program, but there was no um, mechanism for uh, it to be covered by the GI Bill. So we've now partnered in with the University of Southern California and our program is now GI Bill fundable. And we have U.S. military veterans. And in order to announce that launch, uh, we had a float in the Rose Bowl parade oh. on January 1st. Yeah, I guess there's no better way to advertise than like it's televised everywhere. The Rose Bowl parade. It is a big deal. Yeah, it's uh, 75 million people watched Ooh. us on TV and about a million were wow. on the um uh, sides of the parade route uh, rooting us along. Well, the competition to win the international prize in this parade, did you have consultants? How did you, what did you come up with? What, what did your, your float look like and why did it win? 
It was very interactive. And in fact, um, this parade has been in existence for 135 years. And so with our float, um, it really took uh, our program and, and brought it to life. So you had a uh, moving helicopter with uh, the rotors. Uh, you had a jet engine, which had flares coming out of the engine. And really in the middle was a laptop screen, which told the story of coding for veterans. and. Our float was actually one of the most interactive floats because we had a QR codes on the side of it made out of roses. So as the float went down Colorado Boulevard, people were able to take out their phones, scan the QR code and find out about our program. Is there a mandate that there has to be flowers on every float? Because I, I'm just looking at a picture of your float right now. And yeah, you got, you got the, the mandated flowers. Uh, put it this way. It can only be natural um, uh, uh, ingredients or you know flowers yeah. and what have you when you see that helicopter that's actually made out of ground up parsley right what? um we yeah we installed thirty three thousand five hundred eighty two uh roses on this float within 72 hours prior to the beginning of the parade um the white you see there that's all ground up coconut um, I think there's something like 10,000 carnations. So everything has to be natural on that float. So I would think your investment was rather high. Do you think you got good value for your investment? I don't know how much this thing cost, but it must have been a penny. Uh, put it this way. We received 300 and over 350 applicants to the program within 24 hours of us being in the parade. And that normally takes three to four months. Wow, just because you were seen by that many people, whether they were on the ground or on television. Yeah, and honestly, about a quarter of those were Canadian. So when you look at it, yeah, sometimes you have to, you know, go on a global stage. And um, this also, you know, is a great opportunity for Canadian veterans that are interested in retraining in, in software development, cybersecurity. You know, if they're interested, um, you know, our program is delivered 100% online. So it's 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 a great pathway to a great career. And are you funded by the vets? Like, do they pay to, to become part or does the government pay for, for a vet in particular to, to, be, to get involved in your program? Uh, so we're a nonprofit. And in fact, the um, veterans funding comes directly from Veterans Affairs to the veteran. And then the tuition is paid directly to the University of Ottawa. In terms of our program, um, we're supported through corporations, you know, their corporate social responsibility, um, placement uh you know uh contributions from uh these organizations everything from canada's big banks to defense contractors to uh you know large multinational corporations what do you get for winning uh because it would seem that you know you know what if you didn't win well would that investment been offered not no no of course not because the eyes were still on your float but what did you get for winning nice so ribbon. for us uh, we we got a lot of things. Number one, I'm talking to you fine people mm -hmm. this morning, right? Fair. So, uh, so you had that. Um, they uh, provide us uh, really a personalized uh, promotion um, for the past two days at what's called Float Fest, right? And that's where people are able to come and see the winning floats up close, take their pictures with them. And really, I think yesterday we interacted with uh, something like 60,000 people ended up coming through the doors at Float Fest to see wow. all the winners.
Yeah, I guess take your photos before all the flowers die. <laughs> and we'll t- yeah. But I highly recommend going uh, on your Instagram account, Coding for Veterans, and that's a letter or a number for for veterans. And, and you can see sort of the close-up um, perspective on your on your float. A lot of work went into this, obviously. Did you do all that work or did like did you hire somebody to do that? Believe it or not, it was all volunteers, including myself and some members of our team. I want to say there was over 500 people that uh, helped uh, bring this float to life. And a lot of them were military veterans and alumni also from uh, the University of Ottawa, the University of Southern California. And um, you'd be surprised to know there's over a million Canadians in the state of California. So we had a lot of Canadians out there um, working on, you know, putting those roses on that float. Uh, and you know, I always do this because I can't help myself. Uh, even with the volunteers, I still want to know how much it cost. What was the investment? I, I, it sounds like it was worth it, but what does it cost to get a, a float into that parade, building and entry? Uh, put it this way, we're still telling the numbers, but I can tell you it's it's north of 200000 So. Okay. Wow. Well, just all those flowers alone. I don't know where you're getting all those flowers yep. for every single one of the parade and the entries. Parsley. And the, par- <laughs> the parsley. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you know what? It all comes from South America at this time of the year in Southern California. And it's really, um, you know, and, and, and honestly, this float is a tribute to the men and women that have served in uniform. And so uh, it was really heartwarming and touching as this float was going down Colorado Boulevard. And I don't know if you've seen any TV coverage, but people in the stands were getting up and saluting mm, the volunteer, nice. the the veterans on the float. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks so much, Jeff. I really appreciate your time and congratulations once again. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well done. That's Jeff Musson, Coding for Veterans Executive Director, and you can obviously find out more on their Instagram page and, of course, their website as well, codingforveterans.com. Dot com. Yes. Here it is. <laughs> I want to give some factual information, but it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, a ton of work. But hey, again, well worth the, the number of eyeballs that got on that thing and the awareness oh, yeah. for their organization. Very yeah. cool. And now we're talking to them, and they're there all over Global News as well. So uh, congratulations uh, to them. We're going to take a bit of a break, and, and uh, I think after this, we got to cycle back to tipping. There's a tipping lot goes, of people yeah. weighing in on uh, tipping and how much they tip, and do we over tip on the text line? We're back in two minutes. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. So many people weighing in mm-hmm. on the text line about tipping. We've struck a nerve. We we talked Often to a, a, a professor about maybe over tipping and restaurants that you know the fifteen percent is no longer an option in some restaurants. Yeah, you, yeah. It starts at eighteen percent. And is there is there a shame to putting in your customized amount? Yeah, I don't think there should be. This is here's an interesting point. And Grant Grant takes a stand okay. on the text line. He okay. says, "I always leave a custom amount because the percentages are based on a total." Bill and I will not tip on tax. 
justified. Huh? Yeah. That's close. Yeah, that's fair. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to tip on alcohol either, are you? Well, well suppose, what do you mean? I mean, there's what tax mean, built into that. To. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I guess yeah. if you use that idea of not tipping yeah. on tax, I suppose, but there's also, there's, yeah, I, I'm not going to get into the taxing. You're either tipping on yeah. the bill or you're not, because otherwise I'm starting to have to do way too much math. Here's a question. Does hmm. anyone ever consider the service they get? Before they tip, like yeah, I do. it just I, seems like it doesn't matter how good or bad the service is, you got to give fifteen or eighteen percent. Like, do you ever not but, give fifteen? You can do whatever you want. Like, I'm not telling you you have no, to no, do anything. No, but so, yeah. bring it up to conversation. Expectations yeah. or how yeah. people feel. I think or that's feel an individual choice. And there's some people who don't care. They're like, I, I'm. This was terrible. I'm not tipping anything. Or you know, I'm going to tip ten percent. And there's pe- people who feel no shame, and then there's people who, who, oh, that was really terrible, but I feel really bad, and so I'm just going to tip my usual amount anyway. And maybe this is an off night. So I think it just all it all depends on the individuals and how they feel about about tipping. I'm curious if you've ever had somebody come back and be angry at you for your tip. So yeah. let's say now if you've got no tip. I, I've seen that happen. Where come back? Was there a problem? You, there was no tip whatsoever, and I've seen that sort of confrontation. And how occur. do you feel about that? And uh, well, if, if they come back and they're still going, was there a problem? You didn't. You just choose not to tip. Okay, I guess that's your call. But I don't. I don't ever. If you don't tip, and they come and ask why, that to me is trying to find out what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, either you are just not a tipper, or I did something wrong and I want to learn from it. Yeah, I guess it's how you phrase that. It's it's how you phrase that, just saying, hey, I'm just uh, checking in. Was there anything wrong with tonight? Is there anything I could have improved on in terms of service? Was your food really terrible? Where's my tip? Yeah, but if if, if I tip 15%, I still think that's a decent tip. And if somebody Mm -hmm. comes back and goes, you only tip me 15%. Well, if I ever come back here again, I'll probably only tip you five next time. No, I've never had that happen. No, I've never had that happen. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that has happened to anybody else who's listening. Well, you, you really back open yourself you. up for a conflict. If, if <laughs> the staff does that to you, then then you got a back and forth. Fifteen percent wasn't on the expected list. I yeah. can't believe you only tipped me fifteen. Yeah. And this is a good point on the text line. What do you tip when going to pick up your food? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've gone, gone both ways. Yeah. I'm paying for you to make it, and then I come get it. So, you're not really no. serving me, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? But do you like, still have to tip out the kitchen, too, uh, on I, nothing? That's true. When you, when you tip at a restaurant, the kitchen staff gets part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so but, if you're not tipping the kitchen staff when you pick it up, then... I believe in tipping for service, yeah. not in being the payroll. It's not my job fair to make point. sure that everybody gets... It's the business's job yeah. to get a fair wage. Or your choice to work in a job where you get a fair wage. Yeah. There's lots of la- Oh, my goodness. We have so many text messages, and we really appreciate it. It is 752.